Hey, we're back. And this Hi. time we're looking at the camera. <laughs> we are. We're looking at the camera, but we can also look at each other. So that feels better because that's what I'm used to. So I can do like like Jim in the office looks at the camera like when, uh. you, when you say something. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? No, no. Because, you know, you, you always just want to look at me with big love hearts in your eyes. That's it. That's very nice. Yeah. Last week we noticed when we watched it back, we actually had some other cameras set up that we were trying to look at and prioritize. And then those cameras didn't work. So we realized our main camera, we didn't look at it once. So sorry if you felt a little bit lost. But our goal is to be looking at each other. Yeah, because it's weird to be talking to each other and then not actually looking at each other. So we'll probably go back and forth between looking at each other and looking at y'all. What's weird is when you look at me and undress me with your eyes. I can't help myself, darling. <laughs> But we have an audience, baby. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll try and make sure I keep his clothes on. <laughs> We're back. I, I hope you all had a good week. Babe, how was your week? It was it was it was good. It was full. It was a full week. Uh lots of Zoom calls. Uh so many Zoom calls. So many Zoom calls. I was getting to the end of the day each day and thinking, uh, I feel like my eyes have gone square from looking at a screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh do you know what the highlight of my week was? What was the highlight? The lunch that you made me today. Really? Yeah. Grain-free bagel with Kerrygold butter. Yum. With a fried egg. Yes. With cheese, with bacon, and with some sort of delicious avocado guacamole type thing. Well, here's the funny part about that. Oh, God. Was it all breast milk? (laughs) No. The avocado wasn't actually ripe, and I had already cut into it, so... I just put it in a mixer with my special mayonnaise until it was smooth enough that you couldn't tell. <laughs> and then you're all like, this is the best thing I've it was ever made so you. good. It was so delicious. Oh, good. I had one of those weird things where I went to text AJ, but I actually texted somebody completely different. And so texted this man in California saying, this was the best sandwich you've ever made me. <laughs> So, there's Did that. he say thank you? I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't checked to see what he responded. <laughs> hey, thanks everybody for tuning in on Wednesday. Did we do a hang? Yeah, we yeah, did an Instagram Wednesday. live hang, and it was fun to be with everybody. Yeah, it so was really fun. Thank you. Um, we felt less lonely. Hope you had a good time. We're going to do that again this week, but we realized we kind of left all our European friends out in the cold because we did it so late in the day. Oh, so, sorry. Yeah, we're going to move it back a little bit. Okay. Yeah. When are we going to do it? We're going to do it Wednesday at noon, Central Standard Time, which will be 6 p.m. British time. Oh, okay. Did did you already check my calendar that I don't have anything? I did, but I can never trust your calendar, so. I'll just check it right now while you say something clever. Okay, you check it just while so I. so that we can, like, clarify this. something yeah. clever. Yeah. All right. Actually, our topic this week came out of the Instagram Live that we did with y'all. You were all asking some great questions. And so we're about to start a nine- episode series all about feelings i know we've talked a little bit about feelings before but this is going to go into in depth over to our calendar correspondent is i i can do that as long as i don't want to eat lunch because i have a meeting up until 12 and then one at one o'clock so we'll bring our lunch we'll have a packed lunch on instagram live you bring your lunch and we'll do a lunch date with all of our listeners see we'll have lunch together it's gonna be beautiful okay so we're gonna be talking about feelings aj talk to me about talking about feelings well uh talk to you about talking about feelings i think i really thought uh that i was great at feeling my feelings uh not necessarily uh, identifying them quickly, but I thought, oh, yeah, I feel my feelings and, you know, all that kind of stuff until 
uh, I went to that Sage Hill weekend where we did some training on feeling your feelings. And I started having a revelation that uh, I wasn't really feeling all of my feelings. I was just trying to feel the appropriate ones. And by appropriate, you mean? Happy feelings. Oh, good, only good, good feelings. feelings. And I guess good it's feelings. okay to feel sad, but it's certainly not okay to feel angry or lonely or, you know, so um, as we were on the weekend and they were defining all of these different feelings and saying, no, they're all good because God gave you all these feelings. I was having a hard time getting my head around that and then realizing, oh gosh, I actually run from my feelings a lot if they're not the right ones. Wow. So you're judging your feelings. Or you were. Yeah. Yeah, you were trying to sort them out into right feelings and bad feelings. Yeah, well, most feelings probably felt bad. <laughs> so we had, it was so funny being with everybody on, on Wednesday. And actually, it's this has been the same thing that we've experienced all this week, really. is when we're with people, we're asking them, like, hey, what do you need? And people are just blank. Yeah, they're like, I don't know. And one of the things we've learned is... You don't know what you need until you felt your feelings. And so if we're practicing staying away from our feelings, we don't actually know what we need. And as you were sharing, uh, Emily, you can't get comforted because the Holy Spirit wants to bring you comfort. But if you're not prepared to feel you're lonely or you're sad or your anger, any of those feelings, you've got no place for uh, Holy Spirit. Yeah, as I was saying, I was saying on Monday, like, if God wasn't okay with emotions, first of all, he wouldn't have given them to us. And then... If you think about like, there's so much in scripture where people had big emotions, including Jesus, and it was fine. Uh, and I just realized it's it's me that's uncomfortable with big emotion and not knowing what to do with it. It isn't God. Yeah. And yeah. it's partly because we were trained out with them. Yes. By parents who weren't comfortable with feelings. Yes. And they were trained well, out with their feelings. Logic is much safer, isn't it? Well, I'm not sure if it is. <laughs> well, I thought it was for a while. <laughs> Before we can get into talking about feelings, AJ already mentioned Sage Hill. I want to give credit where credit's due. Everything we're going to be talking about comes from a man named Chip Dodd. Chip is a, uh, he's the founder of Sage Hill, which yep. is an organization, a social impact organization here in Nashville. I encountered them two and a half years ago, maybe yeah. a little longer, I yeah. started going to um, see a therapist at Sage Hill. Yeah. And that therapist suggested I do group therapy, which I've been doing for two years. And in doing group therapy, all we did was talk about feelings, which led me to a book called The Voice of the Heart, which I'm going to encourage you right now. If anything we say in the next eight, nine weeks it piques your interest, please go ahead and buy Voice of the Heart by Chip Dodd. We'll put a link in the show notes. Well, just do yourself a favor and, and go get it. Yeah, go like, get just it. go get it. And also subscribe to their Sage Hill podcast as well. And then you can listen to Chip himself teach this way better because yes. he is the author of this. So I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, yeah, did group therapy, read this book. Then we went and did some training with Sage Hill and had our minds blown. And so th- today we don't even want to get into feelings. Like we're going to do a little high level overview of feelings. And then, like I said, the next eight, nine weeks, we're going to take uh, an episode a week devoted to one of the feelings that we're going to talk about in a second. What I think where I want to start with is our need to feel our feelings contrasted with our training to refuse to feel our feelings. Okay. So like you were talking about, uh, I didn't know I wasn't feeling my feelings till I, I heard this teaching. Yeah, I mean, I really thought... I was. And I and I was feeling some and certainly I was much less shut down than I was, you know, fifteen years ago mm-hmm. or twenty years ago or something like that, where I was just in survival mode. So I would say I felt a lot more. Uh 
but I would still say I would sort of instantly categorize whether it was appropriate. You know, oh, I feel angry. Is angry appropriate? Mm, probably not good for a pastor. Okay, toss anger. You know, like that. Right. You, you know, but like in a split second, like, nope, I'm going to just throw a scripture verse at that in my head internally. Yeah. And kind of dismiss myself from it. Yeah, or I feel sad. Oh, I'm I'm about to be in danger of grumbling, and I don't want the earth to open up and swallow me. So I'm just going to concentrate on all the things I'm going to be grateful for, right? And avoid ever feeling sad. Yes, but I didn't realize I was doing that. Like I wasn't sort of in, intentionally doing that. And for the most part, I would say I don't feel that sad. You know what right. I mean? Like, but when I did feel it, I just didn't have a box, and I wanted everything in a proper box. I remember the second week I went to see my therapist. I went because of grief. Both my parents had died and I was struggling with like feelings of, I didn't know there were feelings of grief. I, I put it as I was having feelings without my permission, mm-hmm. like we're ever in charge of our feelings. And so he said to me, oh, you know, talk to me about the last time you felt a negative emotion. I was like, yeah, well, I don't really have any negative emotions because nothing really negative happens to me. And he's like, right, right. Except for the death of both your parents in two years. And I was like, you make a good point. Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're very, very familiar with the verse, John 10, 10. Jesus saying, the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. Mm -hmm. And so the question we must ask ourselves is, what do we mean by full living? Right. That's a a scary question. and probably would be defined differently by most people who have a different... I grew up thinking that full life, what Jesus was talking about there, was eternity. Okay. Like, oh yeah, look, see, he came to give you life, an everlasting life in heaven. Yeah. The trouble is that that puts all responsibility to live well way, way out there. And I think it involves heaven for sure, but also Jesus came to bring heaven to earth. And so I, I'm going to quote from Chip's book. I'm going to quote liberally from Chip's book. But Chip said this, he said, living fully means more than happiness, comfort, or thrills. You have the capacity to experience true joy, yet you're equally capable of grieving deeply while holding on to hope. Full life means you can expect great things in the midst of great loss. You can accomplish many good things while still needing to be forgiven for the harm that you have caused. So there's this, I know, take take a moment to just let that sink in. There's this concept that we need to acquaint ourselves with in that we want to be people who have a high bandwidth for feelings. We talked a little bit about this on Wednesday on the Instagram hang, but Chip des- defines the scale from from like one grief all the way to 10 celebration. Like that's the range of the human existence, the human experience. And I remember when we were on that weekend, they all challenged us like, um, think about your family upbringing. What was the range of emotions you were permitted to operate in? Or what were the range of emotions that were demonstrate to you so my question to you is think about your family of origin think about your household growing up in how good was your family at celebration how good (laughs) was your family at loss how good was your family at demonstrating anger in a responsible way and part of the reason that we really get good at not wanting to feel our feelings is we were taught we were taught yeah you know and uh, it gets really, really scary. But part of the reason we want to get really good at feeling our feelings is it helps us connect to ourselves. It helps us connect to God. It helps us connect to others. Mm-hmm. And so feelings work is super, super important. Um, it helps us be our true self rather than the self we present for approval. 
Like you were saying, oh, I'm a passer. I'm not allowed to be angry. Therefore, I will not feel anger. But then what you're doing is we have less of you because the full part of you is not present. Right. And I, I think I would also say anybody who's ever had to be a survivor at home, like, uh, you know, as a child or whatever, if you grew up in an abusive home or anything like that, where you you had to survive by shutting down and not feeling like I remember thinking I can't afford to feel I won't survive this. Wow. And so that became my default is Nope, I don't feel this. I don't, you know, whatever this is, I don't feel it. Mm. I'm going to survive it. Um, and that's a hard pattern to break out of. The other thing we learned on the weekend is like that's an that is an extreme case, like living in a in a violent household growing yeah. up. Yeah. But for all of us, like I did not grow up in a violent household at all. And yet I still learned to do the same things as you because we all do from a very early age we learn to look at the faces of the most important people in our orbit and work out, are we pleasing them? Yes. Uh, what do I need to do to perform in order to feel safe, in order to feel like uh, I belong? Yes. And so we've, from a very early age, learned how to present a false self rather than our true self. Yeah. So probably either a big version of us or learn to disappear. What do you mean a big version of us? Well, like perform... All right. You know, perform and be the funny guy or be, self. be the super self or disappear like safety isn't disappearing. Right. Withdraw. Yeah. Hide, be invisible. Keep the peace. Yeah. That's what I tried to do. I tried mm. to disappear. Yeah. Listen to this verse. Proverbs twenty seven nineteen says, as water reflects a face, so a man's heart reflects the man. And basically what the, the, the author of of Proverbs is saying there, what's in your heart will come out. So the fallacy is that we think that we don't feel our feelings. The fallacy is you're like, mm, I shouldn't feel angry. Magically, I'm no it's longer gone. angry. Yeah. And yet your kids, your spouse, yeah. everybody around you are then forced to feel the feelings you're refusing to feel. Right. We can all tell when mom is in a good mood or when dad is in a bad mood or when this person, you know, in the office is upset. Without them doing or saying anything, we can feel everybody's feelings. For sure. And and it's true. Like, if your heart feels rejected, you will be somebody who comes across with a rejection identity. If um, your heart is in pain and you always move to defense because you don't want to feel your heart, other people will experience you as a super defensive person. Yeah. There's, there's no getting away for that. For me, my heart was resolutely shut down. I didn't know my heart was shut down. Um, and it was, uh, to, to clarify, it was shut down to all the negative emotions. Right. Just the negative ones. Yeah. <laughs> Which was not fun for anybody to be around. But it's not practical to live in a world that's filled with brokenness and not be prepared to receive anything negative. Yes. And, and here's what's important to know is I strive to be authentic like my whole uh one of my 45 my whole 43 years of existence where i've learned various skills to not feel my feelings i was being as authentic as i knew how to be it wasn't like i was hiding i was hiding from myself and, and didn't know it i was hiding from my own feelings so what we're talking about in learning to feel is learning to let our hearts feel what they need to feel in order that we can be fully alive mm -hmm. and i think too if you I think for me, I realized I, because I was, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit uh, at the m &A teaching, but it, if, if you're not willing to feel your feelings, then you actually don't have something to give to Jesus to be 
to be comforted or even work it through. Right. You know, so I, I would say, you know, most of the time in my journaling, I was trying to be honest, but I was trying to be honest only about the things that I thought were appropriate to be feeling at the time. And you didn't know you were doing that. No, I had no idea. Right. I thought, well, I'm, you know, I'm just being a positive person. I am a glass half full person and I am a glass half full person. And I do look at the world world positively, but uh, I would say part of that, or I don't know if, if this is, anyway, I would say I, I do definitely shut down the negative things quickly. What's the problem? Are you being distracted by the <laughs> Niagara Falls that's above us? <laughs> yeah, I I think. <laughs> We're recording this in our basement and up in the kitchen, our dear friend Kate is making us dinner. And, and I'm so excited. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm really like, excited. Let's get her done. But no. also this is a non-insulated room, so we can hear every footstep and every door and every drawer and every uh yeah sync so yeah. hoping you can't hear it in the microphones but that's why we're getting a little distracted we were giggling a little bit sorry about that so over the next nine episodes we're going to teach you to do three main things the first thing we're going to teach you to do is feel your feelings feel your feelings super important then we're going to learn to tell the truth about our feelings yep that's the hard part and then we're going to live out with the freedom that comes from those first two steps which is basically realizing uh we're going to give up control or we're going to attempt to give up control we're going to move towards giving up control. <laughs> yes. Which is going to be difficult because we've spent a life... Uh, trying to control everything. Trying to grasp onto control. Yeah. Which is a fallacy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Itchy nose. All right. Here's where things get interesting. I know I said we're not going to talk about feelings. I'm just going to give you an introduction. In his book, Chip declares very, very boldly that you and I only have eight core feelings. And yeah. my objection to this book, by the way, first time I read this book, I hate this book. I was like, oh, so many eye rolls when I read this book. I, now I, I love this, the book. I felt the same. Now I, I absolutely like, love the oh, book. I don't, I don't think I agree with that. So Chip defines eight core feelings. And Chip is very clear that uh, there's eight core feelings, just like there's seven musical notes, just like there's three primary colors. But out of those three primary colors, you get a breadth of a spectrum of colors. And out of those seven notes, you get harmonies and chords. And the same thing with the eight core feelings, you get um, all of our emotions. But at the root, there's these eight core feelings, which are hurt, lonely, sad, angry, fear, shame, guilt, and glad. But why is there only one happy one or That's good one? That's the most common question. When we talk about this, people are like, why is there only one good one and seven bad ones? Here's the thing. You'll, you'll see as we work through all of these feelings that actually all of them are positive. Yeah. All of them are gifts from God to connect ourselves, to connect to others, to connect to him. All of those eight feelings, even the seven bad ones, all have a gift in them Uh and even the one that everybody jumps to, gladness. Like, ah, why can't we just be glad all the time? You can only be glad if you're prepared to experience all seven other feelings, if you're prepared to feel those feelings. So that's the number one question we get asked. Why yeah. is there only like one positive one? Yeah. Another question that's commonly asked is like, why is love not on there? Well, the thing is, love has got feelings in it, but love is not way a feeling. more yeah, than yeah, yeah. A, just a feeling. Yeah. Um, a, a one that's often spotted that's not on there people are like why is depressed not on there like i absolutely feel depressed well depression is a physiological state that's got feelings in it mm -hmm. and actually as we'll look depression comes from actually the depressing of feelings like not being prepared to feel your feelings especially anger so we'll talk about that the thing i want to drill into you just now is the paradox of living fully is that in order to feel our feelings 
we've got to be willing to experience feelings that we spent most of our life trying to avoid. <laughs> right. Running from as fast as we could. But I, I promise you, like I've been doing this work for two and a bit years and it is it's absolutely changed my life. And when people say, well, changed it how? They don't like the answer I give. And so one of the answers I gave, I, I talked about this on Wednesday, is like, I'm sadder than I've ever been. I'm lonelier than I've ever been. I'm more fearful than I've ever been. But none of those things are bad. It just means I was all those things before. I was just not prepared to be with myself in those feelings. And what I found is that when I sit in my feelings, when I welcome them, when I recognize they're a gift from God, God meets me in them and brings a gift out of it. And if that doesn't sound exciting or worth feeling your feelings for, just you wait. Like the next eight weeks that we go through this, you're going to be amazed at the fruit that God brings from them. Yeah, I would probably say, uh, I, I mean, I haven't done as much work as Alan has. He's been you know, in group, what, for two years and whatnot. I did group for a bit and did the training course and stuff. But uh, even for myself with uh, with what I have um, been processing with the Lord about feelings and stuff, I've realized I feel more connected to all of my emotions mm-hmm. uh, than I ever have in my whole life. Yeah. And because of that, I actually feel more connected to God because um, I know what I want to talk about now. Uh, and I feel more connected with Alan. I feel more connected with my kids. I just I just feel like, yeah, I'm definitely feeling more Um but that's actually not bad because God's with me right in the midst of right. it. I would say through the gift of feeling my feelings, I've got more of me, which yeah. means all my loved ones get more of me. Yeah. Oh, I would say we get way more of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, like it's important to understand, like there was not a cognitive refusal for me to feel. Like it wasn't like I just read a white paper, I read this book and was like, oh, that's what it is. It was... I didn't know I was living the way I was living. And I think if you tried no, to... me neither. Part of my argument with my therapist was, I was like, why Why didn't you tell me this before? He's like, would you have, would you have had a grid for it? Would you have understood it? I was like, no, no. He said, actually, you know, you need to you need to journey in your curiosity till you realize what's not been working. Um, th- there might be another, there might be another uh, answer that you don't particularly like. And for me, it was group therapy. I remember when he said, do you want to go to group therapy? And I was like, no. <laughs> No. I remember when you came home and said, Will suggested group therapy. And I just started guffawing and I was like, you've got to be kidding. And I'm like, you know, I was literally like, you could not pay me enough money to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And who knew it turned out to be like one of the greatest gifts God's ever given me. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let me let me end this bit on feelings. Let me read another bit from Chip's book. This is again from Voice of the Heart. Chip says this, feelings are the voice of the heart and you will not have fullness until you're adept at hearing and experiencing all of them. When you're not aware of your feelings, your life is lived incompletely. Whenever you don't feel, you're blocked from living life to the fullest. Wherever you lack awareness of your heart, no room exists for God. Wow. I know. It's a Wherever great Wherever you lack, what did it say? Wherever you... Wherever you lack awareness of your heart, no room exists for God. It's back to what you preached on Monday wow. night. Wow. Yeah, but what a way to say it. Oh, he's a wordsmith. Dude. He's, he's okay. Like, I'd really encourage you to get the book and read it uh, or listen to the podcast. So I'll put a link. There's tons of episodes, but just look for the series that it did on feelings. It's, it's absolutely excellent. So we just want to excite you. This is where we're going to be going in the next couple of weeks. We're going to take a feeling a week. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about the gift in each feeling. We're going to talk about the impairment as in 
What happens if you're not prepared to feel that feeling? What then? We're going to talk all about that. We'll tell t- stories from our life and, and working with that. But for now, if you've got questions, if you've got comments, if you've got feedback, um, send them to us. We're on social media. Uh, links below. Uh, or you can just email us. Or what else? Carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon. That would be like great. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do want to do an Instagram live like we talked about before. We're going to do it at Wednesday the 15th. That's this coming Wednesday. That doesn't help because I don't know when you're listening to this. But Wednesday the 15th of April. Wednesday the 15th of April at 12 <laughs> noon Central Standard Time. Uh, that gives a chance, like I said, for listeners in Europe to join us as well. Really sorry it was such a late night for some of you last time. AJ Jones, anything you want to say as we end? Uh I think, too, I I don't know if we're going to do this. We had talked about uh, doing little updates on, you know, basically the last four months as well, uh-huh. mixed in with our uh, with the teaching on feelings and stuff, just to kind of bring you up to date on a bunch of things that have happened in the last couple of months just for fun. So we'll probably do that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I think this uh, teaching or understanding these eight emotions and how they work and kind of where we're being robbed from by ourselves, mm-hmm. like I'm robbing me. Yeah. Uh, I think it's super helpful. I think so. also in this crazy time where I'm watching people work really, really hard. I, I can feel myself working really hard not to feel certain feelings. It's so, so important that we are kind to ourselves and kind to our loved ones. We hope you're doing okay. We realize that there's a huge variation in what people are feeling some people are, are, are just glad to be at home. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people are terrified that this is the end of the world. It isn't. Uh, but, you know, wherever you are today, I want you to know that the God of all comfort would love to be with you. We're happy to be with you each week, twice a week now. You get to hear us and you get to join us uh, on Wednesdays on Instagram. We just we want to reach out. We want to be available to you. Uh, please, please, please wash your hands. Please, please, please stay indoors. And please, please, please... Uh, reach out to the ones that love you um, to meet your needs. Yeah. And in addition to doing the podcast and doing the Instagram live, uh, Alan and I are also just doing some other fun things, which is stuff like we're cooking. I'm cooking on Instagram live. I have no interest in cooking. cooking. I'm probably going to cook a little bit with the kids on Instagram live this week. We'll see. Uh, and Alan's been playing games. So have you. Yeah, we've been playing video games at night. If you're a Switch player that wants to get in on a Mario Kart tournament, let us know or watch our Twitter. For that. We had a great night <laughs> last night. I don't play night. Mario Kart, so if, if that's great. what... <laughs> we had eight of us all racing. It was tremendous fun. Yeah, we're trying to be more uh, available in creative ways. Yeah. Just to be with people in this yeah. shutdown. But anyway, thanks for being with us. Uh, go to alanandaj.com for our show notes. You can yes. watch the video for this uh, on YouTube. Uh, we'll also post it to Instagram stories. Uh, this episode should be available in all your normal podcast apps as well. So reach out to us if you need us. Great to be with you. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every day From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses 
sharing their life experiences. Keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses. They talk about faith in God and everything under the sun. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.